0: Just a quick update before we get started. This episode was recorded before the transfer window closed. As many of us know, Randall Kolomwani has moved on to PSG. There is some discussion in this episode as a result that is already out of date. Good luck to Kolo, Kolo, Kolomwani at that soulless and despotic club. The grass at Waldstadion may only be an inch too deep, but we all know that the grass isn't any greener when you leave Eintracht. On to the show.
1: And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast that covers everything there is no know the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter, but we're a little bit biased, uh, some weeks more so than the others, <laughs> uh, you can find the show on Twitter or x as you like, and that is Hey, at H-E-F-Pod. You can find me on uh, Twitter or X, as you prefer, uh, at K-C-S-G-E. Uh, ways to get in contact with us, show. in addition, is through our Instagram. That is Hey from Matt does a great job of putting some fun content out there for you. And, of course, Facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod. All the English language information can be found in one location. Our website, of course, has got uh, some fun content out there. That is halfpod.com. Com. And yeah, if you ever want to drop us an old school email, because uh, mail, snail mail, you'll uh, just get lost, is uh, hey, Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com. So, Eintracht in action in the Bundesliga? Yes, but honestly, uh, we can already move on from a 1 1 draw with Mainz to a little bit more of a juicier conversation in regards to Eintracht. In Europa And uh, I got two guys They happen to be on opposite sides Of Lake Michigan So let's go from east to west We got Garrett In the Motor City How goes things in
2: Michigan? Brian, it's great It's hard to believe September is tomorrow And it's a great way to end August And rain in this Thursday By being on here there we
1: go. There we go. And I said on the other, both sides of Lake Michigan, of course, it's Jason in Wisconsin. How goes it? And uh, how much do we all hate Chicago and Illinois?
0: <laughs> Don't get me started on those, on those people down there. Uh, things are great up here. Much better than they are probably in Illinois.
1: <laughs> Sorry, can't help it. Ah. Uh, uh, Heck, Chicago is a fun time, but hey, you know what? Uh, there's a reason why uh, Wisconsin is called the place of love. Anywho, we were loving Eintracht in the Europa-Pokal uh, because, as set the same, uh, we had that 1-1 draw with Levski of Bulgaria. So they come to the Vodstadion, a much more updated stadium than what they're currently used to be playing in the Bulgarian A-League, and Eintracht came out to a 2-0 victory. Goals were scored by uh, Shigiri, and, of course, uh, Gankam with the first goal, the one that put us ahead. And, uh, yeah, boys, this was a match where the first half display from our visitors was very much one of... We're going to try and keep up with you. They came out and had some good defensive structure, which I was really kind of pleasantly surprised by. One of the players who I thought could have opened up the team just a little bit more, Paxton Aronson. He's young, grown into himself still, especially at this level. Uh, with no Rondo Milani in the starting 11, or the, you know, the bench for that matter. Marmouche. Honestly, I kept on thinking that if he learned what the offside rule was, he might have had one or two goals. I mean, Garrett, you're, you're the one with the more tactical mind. Uh, what was he failing to recognize that he can improve for next time and, uh, you
2: know, bang in a few more goals? I think the thing with Marmosh and I think we were talking about it a lot in the chat today is he's just antsy and excited to get into it. And I was thinking about before we got on tonight, I remember watching a Wolfsburg match from last year came back to my mind. I think they were playing Union at home or whatever. And I remember there was a attacker from them not, you know, at that time always involved in there either incredibly offsides or sometimes not sure what to do with the shot or pass selection and then I realized watching back today during the match that Marmush was that guy um (laughs) but you know if when you see like how he reacted to that equalizer over the weekend in Mainz and you know thankfully he was able to do that I think he just plays with his heart on his sleeve type thing um He's talented. He wants to get into the spaces, but he still need hes young enough where he still needs that education, and maybe that's where Mario Gubza to his right here, helps. Um, Bry, you were talking about Aronson today, Paxton Aronson. Um, I think it was great. It was a great education thing for him today. Um, young player, his first full, his first start for Frankfurt. Um, Levski are like a Darmstadt, but maybe a slightly more talented on the ball. What I mean by that is how physical they are. And you could tell that this is an education for Aronson in taking contact, but also drawing fouls, especially in that second half, where I feel like he was really starting to get into the game before we made the changes that eventually worked in our favor. Well, that being said,
1: um, his kind of entry to the starting loan really kind of was brought on by the fact that uh, Lindstrom was officially sold, was uh, sold, well, loaned with obligation to buy. So paying only a little now, paying a lot later uh, is Napoli. Um, I'm looking at that, Jason, and thinking to myself that I have a funny feeling that we are gonna it's like him, maybe Hauga who's gonna be starting at the weekend. I'm kind of wondering it's like is Aronson ready for it? or is it more of a question of hey you know what? sink or swim, kiddo. It's like you just toss him out there into the water and you're like, hope you can, hope you've figured out how to swim.
0: Yeah, well, I think I actually was pretty happy with what I saw from Aronson today, despite his youth and you know the learning that he has to still um, go through. There was one; um, it was after actually the Marmoush goal was disallowed for being off sides. Um, you know, Lesky the, the started out with the kick, and Aronson was right on the ball and actually dispossessed um, the other the opponent and was able to to win back the ball immediately. Um, and there were a couple of times where he also tracked back to get back on defense, um, as opposed to, like, Goetze and Marmouche. Like, he was back on defense a couple of times where they weren't. So, I think, you know, he's he's definitely got that fire and that passion to be all over the field, which can actually, you know, like... I can also come back and hurt him because he could just get worn out and, you know, have to be subbed off a little bit earlier. Um, But I think on that left side there where he was today, you know, we were talking a little bit uh, earlier about um, the new signing um, from from Toulouse, Shaibi, who is also a left winger. So it'll be interesting to see now when you've got Aronson, Shaibi and JPH all vying for that sort of left wing spot.
1: I like the I like where your head's at. You're already thinking uh, a couple steps uh, ahead. I would, from an American selfish standpoint, like him to get a proper run-up, but I do think that with the way, if you look at the clubs that are uh, going to be involved with uh, the Europa Conference League, now we don't know who our uh, teams will be for the group phase. That draw will be done after we uh, probably like 12 hours after we finish recording. Uh, let's kind of save that for table that for later. What are one of the, uh, and I'll let you <laughs> the first crack of this, uh, Garrett. What was the kind of one tactical adjustment that you saw that Dino Topmona uh, made that properly turned the game in Eintracht's favor?
2: I think. Especially in the first 25, 30 minutes, it was just a chess match of who was going to get who. Um, Hugo Larson had to come on in the 31st minute because, uh, you know, we had an unfortunate head-to-head collision, Christian Yakich and Pacho. Pacho, um, and it looked like Yakich came out the brunt of that. I'm hoping he's all right and that if it's a concussion, it's a, you know, symptoms not too long-lasting 70th minute came on, and yes, Ngankum came on for Marmish, um, and we just started to speed the tempo up a little bit because also in that 70th minute Ngankum, it wasn't just the only one who came on. Yes, Peter Haga came on for Aurelio Buta, and the goal in the 79th that opened things up, people packing closer, the, the tempo was a little bit quicker, a quick one-two, a little flick over the top, Gonkin gets in the spot, takes his chance, and buries it. And then, you know, they withstood. When they made it 2-0, it was kind of against the run of play for like that 5-10 minute stretch. Um, a Frankfurt goal that we've been used to seeing for so long now. You win the ball, you move from point A to point B. And Ngankum gets it, thinks he's going to do something on his right foot. Fakes, little shimmy, goes to his left. Feeds it over. Ellis Shaqiri right there. Game, group stage.
1: It was something really comfy to watch, needless to say. Uh, Jason, what was one thing that you took away from this match that left you smiling? And you can't just say, no, it was just a scoreline. That's progressing.
0: <laughs> Actually, um, besides Nganko, um, who I think is going to be a great signing for us, I also really liked Larson. I thought he came on and did a great job in that central midfield role. Um, just looked really comfortable, passing the ball, moving around, getting open, getting into those spaces. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how he progresses. Um, you know, obviously we we don't want to see Yakich hurt. I like Yakich. I think he plays with a bit of fire and passion that I that I like to see on the field. But I'm also excited to see these these younger players like Aronson and Larson. Um, getting some time and and showing us what they can do. Yeah, I
1: got to say, if I had to pick just one thing, since you guys kind of took after a couple of the items that I really wanted to uh, hit on, um, I really, really liked how the defense was just not at panic stations. (laughs) Like, it wasn't at panic stations. I honestly think... What helped was just Tuta, Cole, Pacho, kind of getting more of a feel for themselves. We've really kind of seen those three guys together as you are our defense. And this is going to be the core group of guys that we have going forward. And it's just a matter of time for everything to all click in. I mean, they're still getting (laughs) one another, but... <clears throat> I liked what I saw. And chikari right in front of those guys, didn't have a hurt because he has got a real good solid foot on the ball and is able to just kind of solidify things in the way that we used to see Hasebe do uh, from a midfield standpoint, uh, which he really can't do anymore. Uh, love that old man, but, you know, legs are what they are. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's kind of my most important takeaway. So we've kind of hinted at some of the transfer activity because the transfer window basically done and dusted. Uh, The English are all done buying. So the big pushers of transfers are all done. Some leagues are still uh, rocking and rolling for like another week. Go figure. Uh, I think Turkey is Open for another week. I think the Saudi League is open for another week, so uh, beware everyone in the soccer world. <laughs> uh, i not kind of joking on that one because uh, what's uh, at stake. So I mentioned Lindstrom exit. <sighs> we saw that one coming. I, I thought we could have him for one more season, but no. I think this is around about close to where we're close to the money. We would have gotten anyways, even if we waited another year. So,
0: yeah, I think the writing on was on the wall for, for Lindstrom leaving.
1: What? um, I mean, I think we're in a good spot for, in terms of uh, uh, his exit that we already have a replacement in hand, someone who's got flexibility that is out there. And, uh, and, Chibi, uh, I, I'll learn how to properly pronounce his name, this Al- young Algerian international. But I looking forward to seeing what uh, uh, what we're going to be... I look forward to seeing what is next from the guy. Needless to say, I think that uh, I mean, Toulouse is a pretty decent club to come through from a youth standpoint and um. You know, got an entire season of Liga underneath him. We beat out a lot of cause for his signature. And $10 million is
2: no chump change for us. It's perfect It's perfect when you think about it for development. Get, get him at a right price. We've seen what getting Lindstrom at the price and now what he's going for. I think, you know, the talents there are still only 20 years old.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I look, I look and uh he comes over having uh won himself his own uh uh, Pukau, uh having won the Coupe de France uh last season. So it's not like as though he this is his first time with the club that this will be his first uh foray into senior team where you're having to play on both fronts. So I look forward to seeing what we can uh get from him. I think uh Look, I do believe that with Randall Kodomawani not moving to Paris Saint-Germain, I do think that a unique combination could be created uh, in midfield connection to the wide area and then up front between uh, Abembe and Kiabi and uh, RKM. It could be created there. I mean we were kind of talking off air how much of an influence, um, uh, French talent is throughout the Bundesliga. And now we've got our own kind of triumvirate, so to speak. And Gary, obviously, uh, for a plane, uh, a clone. God, where was he on? Montpellier and, uh, League one, uh, League. Oh, so. Got plenty of guys who are able to, uh, speak French so that if they're having issues – like if you're wanting to kind of have cohesion right there on the pitch, you know, guys who are able to talk in and amongst themselves is kind of a nice little thing. I always kind of go back to something that uh, a South American correspondent once said about the Paraguay team. They were dangerous because they could speak Spanish. But they also had this local indigenous language that everyone spoke in Guarani so that they were able to, when they would face up against an Argentina and they wanted to start talking about tactical changes that they needed to make, they just switched to Guarani. And, the, you know, the Argentines would just look at each other and like, oh, what do you say? What do you say? I don't understand. So uh, hopefully it's something that, you know, uh, maybe one little uh, tactical modification is able to be relayed real quick. Like, and you know, in just that one moment, we're able to uh, benefit, maybe get a goal or shut down a uh, dangerous opportunity. That's coming from the opposition. Just things that are already on my mind. Um, guys, I'm going to let you each have a chance to kind of throw down your opinion on how we did or didn't do in the transfers. Uh, Jason, how about you go? Uh, judge untracked in terms of the transfers we've made uh this summer
0: oh i think we did a great job with our transfers um i wish that we could have bolstered our defense a little bit more but i'm 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 happy with what i'm seeing as far as i think that the the back three right now are going to mesh a little bit better um i'm really excited like i said earlier to see about Larson. Um, and Gankum who's, I mean, today, you know, in, in the conference, league, the goal and an assist, he also had a great match with the Pokal, um, a few weeks ago. So that, um, Marmouche having the goal last weekend against Mainz and being really excited, <laughs> although offsides a couple of times today. <laughs> um, I just, I'm, i I think the future is looking good here. Um, I think we're, we're going to be all right. Um, the only concern I have is that we just don't seem to have... like We, we have some decent players up, up front, but we're not producing a, a lot of shots. Um, I think right now in the Bundesliga, we're we're last in terms of shots um, with 18. So that'd be one thing I'd like to see improve, and, and hopefully that'll come with maybe the, the chemistry among the players up top.
1: 100%
2: agree with that. Garrett, your thoughts? I think... What I really like about this transfer window is that we got players like not the maybe the mind blowing Cole Milani type names, but we got guys that multiple many guys who can have a impact um, and cohesion, especially when I think the situation comes that we need to change a ma- change a match and um, like I know the like the local match was you know where they're at in level of play in that, but I really liked how those that came on in the second half and that unit together gelled and like t- made that game even more match even more one sided than what it already was. Um, players last year that we brought in on loan that became an integral part of that squad we made permanently. Eric Mbembe, um, who I thought his injury in twenty uh, in January impacted us until we came back. Um, you know, Einskar Knopf, even though, you know, he was a little bit um, not great in the decision-making and is out for at least a match after the double yellow. Um, Max permanent. Um, Shakiri, I think just solid moves. um in the right places, uh, especially Jibril Sell going to Seville. Um, I also liked in the terms of the outgoing. The and you know the wild thing is is that I think the deadline in Germany closes on Friday uh, on September one. So we got what one more day of it, potentials.
0: We, yeah, I think it closes bef- before noon sometime in Germany. So. I look at we got five million now for Lidström
2: and another twenty-five million next year. We got uh twelve million for Ramaj Ramage to go to IX, fifteen million for Gilberto. even money for Christopher Lentz to go to to Leipzig, um, which is good in the sense of the way, and if whatever ha- and if anything happens to Milwani, like I look at it in the sense of where we're at as a club. We're bringing bringing in more and more finances based off of our uh, performances in Europe, but also bringing money in on the outgoings, um, which is, I think, going to be, you know, I think that's good in the overall health of a club. So here's to all this being even more and more successful.
1: Exactly. And, uh, speaking of cheers, it is time for hashtag. What are we drinking? Uh, Garrett, you kind of already jumped the gun a wee bit. And, uh, yeah, we can talk about how the uh, other stuff with the chancers went, uh, in the next episode when everything is all signed, sealed, delivered and done. Well, let's talk about what we're drinking.
2: What do you got? Um, I currently have a. I went and got some onesies before I jumped on the pod, so I currently am almost done with this cherry Dr Pepper and, in the spot right now.
1: There you go. Oh, has been a uh, massive fan of most of the kind of cherry flavorings. Uh, once upon a time, I did bring on a special uh, cherry cola, which uh, certain someone uh, from Wisconsin definitely approves of. Kind of Sprecher, yep, being from uh, is it a Milwaukee suburb? Uh, I can't remember, somewhere in there, I think you know better than I, Jason.
0: Uh, Sprecher is in Glendale, which is a suburb of Milwaukee.
1: Oh, I was right, <sighs> go figure. Uh, what are you brought bringing to the t- table tonight, Jason? What are you drinking?
0: As it happens, I have off tomorrow, so I went for the heavy stuff. I went to my my go-to favorite beer in the world. It's the Belgian triple Tripel Carmelite. It is it's chef's kiss. It's 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 phenomenal. Oh, wow. So I have uh, yep with tomorrow off. I'm having a couple of those. I wa- I actually had those when I was watching the match um, <laughs> and finished it up right 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 as we were starting the pod here. <laughs>
2: What's that on the ABV? <laughs>
0: um, that is close to 10.
1: There we go. Woo!
0: <laughs> yup. I, I like to know when I'm drinking a beer, I like to know I'm drinking a beer.
1: There we go. Uh, it's like, when he drinks, he drinks only the good stuff. Uh, Yo. As people might hear uh, about a little bit of respiratory issues these days, uh, Nothing that I'm not kicking to the curb, but right now I'm going with Michigan's favorite liquid fixer, Elixir. The man, the little little ginger burners uh, is, uh, yeah, I've been able to find uh, at one of our local stores that finally became available uh, to me. And I was like, uh, I need a storage area of that just in case I'm feeling under the weather like today. So, taking on the Verner's, the original ginger soda. So, prost to all of us. We'll be back in a jiffy with segment two where we uh, hit on the reserves, what to expect from Europe, and, uh, yeah, that ugly, ugly live mascot match, the Eintracht versus Cohn. So, stay with And we're back to segment two of hey, AI Frankfurt. Reserves were actually in action before the Eintracht got into European action. So, what was going on in the regional Liga suit of S? It was once again another Hessian derby. Eintracht Spy versus Castle. Uh, and uh yeah, Eintracht was not able to get the victory in this one. So it's got for, whatever, for what it's worth, we drop points against these uh, local Hessian clubs, but we can beat the other teams. That doesn't make a dang bit of sense to me, but anyways, 2-2 two, two draw there. Um, at this early stage, it's kind of hard to tell in the regional Liga uh, if you're going to be in the running for promotion or not, but thing is, most teams that usually come away with the because you have to really just win the league to be able to <coughs> get promoted or even have involvement if you're not a reserve team and uh, to be involved in the the uh, Depe Pokal uh, for the 23, 20, uh, 24, 25 uh, iteration of that competition. I'm um, honestly looking at things. This might be a year where, hey, we're getting used to, we just need to get used to the original Liga. But some of our guys uh, develop for a season. Guys who you know will can be good working professionals. They probably will never get beyond a Spita Liga level, but hey, we're giving them the opportunity so that they can be good teammates for the guys who are going to punch through, uh, at, or we would like to hope we're able to punch through. And yeah, you just need good squad cohesion. And considering it's only. Season two of the squad. I like how we're in the top third. Eh, I just think that promotion might be a little beyond us. Anyone have anything to say about the reserves? I've got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I knew, I knew this would be. Yeah, I don't find a funny feeling that the reserves. Is, it is what it is. There's, you can you can see the you can watch it on iTrack TV. Um, If you have the the subscription to that and uh, you're able to watch that, there's a YouTube highlights package uh, that comes out for every match. And that is from uh, the regulating Super league itself. So they have their own, uh, not many people subscribe to it, uh, but they have their own YouTube channel and they put the highlights up there uh, about half a day after the, the match has been completed. So, you can uh, have a look, see at the, what the Eintracht is doing, at least from a highlight standpoint. So, qualified for Europe Conference League. All right, uh, check one, uh, check the second box for the season, which, which was uh, <coughs> first was the day of April cow, getting that taken care of. So, Eintracht, oh boy, our coefficient points. R- Whilst we looked a little rough, when it came to it, like, thank God we got into the Champions League by being champions of the Europa League. But had we qualified via the league, we would have been all the way to the top four. Uh, here, uh, yeah, looking around, um, the difference between Eintracht in first and Dinamo Zagreb in second, the coefficient points difference uh, covers almost the po- the entirety of that covers everyone pop Pot 4, everyone in Pot 3, and two-thirds of Pot 2 in terms of coefficient points earned. That's kind of the difference of mm. playing in the Europa League, playing in the Champions League uh, on a regular, consistent basis. Or Fiorentina's case, as they're in Pot 2, uh, being from a strong league and then having to run all the way to last year's final. So, kind of looking at the teams that are in here, um, honestly, Pot 4... I think, boys, we could throw out our bench and we'd crush them home and away. Uh, Nothing against Aberdeen. I'm sure the Scottish guys are nice and lovely. Nordjaland could be a nice, uh, easy travel for a Frankfurt away uh, trip. And Lugano, (coughs) wonderful part of uh, Switzerland to visit. But, (coughs) pot three, Uh, you got it. Uh, Belgian side, Gink, uh, they have been in the Champions League reasonably recently. Uh, but she does, uh one of the big teams from Turkey, Warsaw. Interesting. Honestly, guys, I could just go through the entire list and that would just bore everyone to tears. Uh, we could end up with Fiorentina or Aston Villa kind of with Osasuna, the team from uh, Spain, getting knocked out. Uh, honestly, it, we're in a position to, so long as we avoid either those two teams. Honestly, we can throw out our reserves, let them do all the dirty work, and allow the the out and out first team to focus solely on the Saturday, the Sunday, Saturday matches of the Bundesliga. How are we feeling about our location in the conference league without? having the group already drawn and one of our thoughts uh, for progression. I think
2: looking at this right now, like it tells you what success in Europe can pay off when you wind up in the conference league, Brian, you mentioned the coefficients. I'm looking at all these pots. And the first thing I'm thinking of is here's one where we don't have to hopefully do a lot of travel. Um, I would say if we can avoid maybe uh, Makabi Tel Aviv from Pot Two, um, Ooh, smart FK Astana in or Zoria Luhansk um, in Pot Three, um, FK Astana in Kazakhstan, Zoria Luhansk are in Ukraine, um, and in Pot Four. Yeah, yeah, but I think
1: has have they announced where they're going to have the Luhansk matches since they kind of uh, since that part of Ukraine is currently. You know, got tanks and guys shooting guns at each other. Have they announced where that's going to be? I haven't
2: seen anything yet, but also this is like my also first time seeing them too. So, um, <laughs> But then... I like the idea of going to... Needless to
1: say, I like the idea of going to Athens for the final way more than going to like some random spot in the... Uh, like Estonia Or even
2: the or, the or final. even the Faroe Islands in Pot 4 and K.I.A. Klocka. I apologize to any Faroe Islands folk that are listening <laughs> to this podcast. Um, but I think another thing, too, is I'm thinking of also um, when we go places that might be a hotbed um, for supporters and not friendly relations, depending on draws. Mm. Um, POAK in Greece, um, Eek. Eek. League yes. of Warsaw, um, I think Olympia Lj- Ljubljana. Would be there, they'd be up for it in like pot three out of Slovenia because this is like you know, for these, for like this, especially like if you think about it in like Sloven Bratislava, um, Olympic Ljubljana, um, even um, Balkani and FC Balkani in Kosovo. This is like, um, champ, this is like even bigger than just a conference league game. This is maybe the biggest game that they'll might play in at least a few years. When you draw like Eintracht Frankfurt, or you know, if somebody draws a villa, or somebody draws even Fiorentina, um, and if we play Ludogorets out of pot two, we've already had just had experience of playing a Bulgarian club in Levski Sofia.
1: Mm-hmm. That was fine. Like we didn't we didn't hear of any crowd issues, which was thankful. I just don't like the idea of us going back to bloody... Not that Istanbul's a bad place to go, but it's like. Uh, Art. Been there, done that. Their fan, some of their fans, wanted to be a little annoying, uh, and uh, that was quite unpleasant having to deal with that.
2: Yeah, so I think one part travel, one part you know. And if it, and if I agree with you, Brian. And then if we avoid, if we avoid a villa or a gank or a us on that, this is a great opportunity for. I'm thinking people that may not be regulars in a Bundesliga starting lineup or maybe ins and outs in a Pocal to get the minutes in um, to get maybe you have what I call a conference league squad so you have a bit of cohesion on that and not have to use the big guns, you know, do the Thursday, Sunday, because that's going to be the difficult part of management is the quick transition from conference league back to Bundesliga. Um, so, you know, we just hope that this is as be- good of a draw on multi- many layers that it can be for us.
1: I would agree with that. Anything you would like to add? Jason?
0: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Um, we, this is where s- squad depth is going to be really important for us. Um, but I also think it's a good opportunity as, as Gare was talking about is like some outreach to fans almost like getting fans elsewhere interested in the Bundesliga and even Eintracht Frankfurt and sort of, you know, like what Frankfurt stands for. Um, you know, like there's a, there's a club there's Iceland is represented with, uh, which that could be interesting, you know, given Iceland's success somewhat, um, you know, in recent years, having made an appearance in the, um, the Euros. Um, and then there's also a club up in Norway, Bodo Glimt, which, um, boy, yeah, um, I, I think personally, um, I'm interested to see what they do, just because I know a few years ago, for the past couple of years, they've had their their jerseys um, have had the sustainable development goals on them. So I'm curious. That, that that says to me a lot about sort of what their club values are, although I'm not keen on traveling uh, to, to that. so There's only
1: one person on our team who's interested in going up there. That's Jens Patehauge, because that's yeah. the club they <laughs> went to uh, Milan from.
0: Yeah. So but yeah, I think, you know, we should we should have a a pretty good time here in the Conference League. Um you know, I guess now the debate is, you know, like what do we concentrate on? Do we concentrate on the Conference League, Dev pokal Bundesliga, and how do we manage and balance all three of them?
1: Yeah, I completely concur there. And that's where I think with the if you get an Aston Villa or Fiorentina <laughs> from pot two, you're then really looking at, okay, yeah, you need to trot out your kind of A listers for that one, but then you could almost without even blinking uh, trot out the other guys for the other remaining four matches. Not that I think that you'd want to do that against. Uh, from if I had to pick one team from pot three or four, I guess that would be Besiktas, but that's more just kind of a muscle memory, not knowing, I mean, I don't really know who uh, currently makes up that squad these days, but um, uh, that that's just more from like a historical standpoint. And I think they won, I know they're not like Turkish champions, but I think they won it like a, year maybe it was two ago and uh yeah I almost forgot Ante Ravic is with uh Dust too so you know could have another reunion there so anyway We were asking uh, about uh, Luhansk
2: there um I just took a look at this because uh they just they beat Slavia Praha. Uh they are playing uh theirs looks like their home matches in Poland in Arena Ludwig. Ah
1: good, good good for them. Glad they're able to have some folks be able to enjoy this matches and <laughs> to get on them. Um, I mean uh really gotten this far because uh as I look at it, there was two and uh, second team that was uh, two teams from Ukraine that actually got knocked out uh in the playoff round that we were in. And um yeah, so let's turn away from that, boys. Let's look at Eintracht Frankfurt versus. F.C. Cone, the GOATS are looking kind of sheared from the first. Ball matches. And honestly, I'm, I knew they would be struggling, but I don't think that they will be struggling this badly. And I'm looking at Cone and thinking to myself, you know, good vibes from Thursday going into Sunday. I'm very optimistic. I'm really buzzing. I'm going with a two-nil. Did I yeah. track?
0: Oh, okay. okay. Very nice, Garrett. Okay. Yeah, Garrett. What do you think?
2: <laughs> I think I I caught a little bit of the highlights before I got on tonight. It was like a cup two one of those two-minute online videos. Um, Luke Ball Schmidt with a good strike in the fifty-fifth, but. The two goals that they gave up to Jonas Vind in the second half, a lot of space um, and second chance rebounds, which Ellis Shakiri, I think, being with us now, can um, give us an idea basically of. You know, Köln are going to give an effort at least for you know Stefan Baumgart, but in the shape that they're in and. I think if we've been if we roll with a lot of the guys that we did today, um, like Marmush and Goetz and everything like that, and how we've been maybe speed the tempo up a little bit, home field Sunday, I feel good about it. We need to start what we need to start better than what we did against Mainz. Um but I feel like uh, three points to the end track on Sunday.
1: Boom. All right, Jason, what is your prediction?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with 2-1 uh, uh, in favor of Eintracht. Possibly three, it's... depending on if we <laughs> <laughs> – If it, it, it seems that we're almost a second-half team so far. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I think, you know, currently sort of in this process where, you know, like Jonas Hector is gone now, um, who is just a stalwart for them. And I think I saw also is Davy Selka injured. Um, I'm sure they have you know somebody to step up, but he's also a pretty good goal scorer. So vouch but Yeah, they held their own though. Yeah. I mean, for the for a decent amount of time against Dortmund in that opener in Dortmund. I mean, they only lost one nothing. So they they have you know they they can do it. I just I think they're just struggling right now. Trying to find themselves,
2: does Colin put out allado against us as kind of a motivation like hey, show, your, <laughs> show your parent club what you're made of,
1: yeah, yeah, they really honestly they've not added a whole lot dude. and I l- I think we're gonna like I said, we're gonna take advantage of that. It's gonna be great. all right, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of hey I'm I Frankfurt like to think with. Garrett and Jason, for coming to the podcast to recap what happened in Europe. Garrett, where can we find you in the social media landscape of the world
2: or the greater state of Michigan, that is? Um, Michigan-wise, I'm in the metro Detroit area, 20 minutes east of Warren. Um, find me on Twitter and Instagram at gmcomats. um also, the Eintracht Frankfurt Detroit, um, Detroit S G A, on Twitter, and um, also the Four Fifty One Pod, so Four Five One D E T, on both Twitter and YouTube. All right, Jason,
1: where can we find you
0: outside uh, of the classroom? Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter at Jason L Canole. There That's we it. Go. And
1: you can find me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. That is at KCSGE. Follow the show on Twitter. That is at HEFpod. Or if you want to call it X, X will do it for you. Uh, though not ecstasy, please, folks, don't be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, pray hey, the rain hey, here. here. Hey, Eindracht Frankfurt can be found on Instagram. Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt, uh, drop us an email. Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com, facebook.com, slash hefpod and f for all the latest Eintracht news and information. So I'd like to thank everyone for joining this fun-filled episode 280 of the podcast. We'll be back with 281. And just Jeff, hopefully recapping Eintracht with full points over Cone. Until next time choose liquid fixer elixir
0: hey,